exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City, and streaming online right now at foxsportsrapidcity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Welcome in. It's always a great day in the Black Hills, and we are back on a Tuesday South Dakota Sports Talk Show live from our downtown studio. We're on Fox Sports Rapid City. A lot of ways you can get us, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM on the radio side. Remember, you can catch us on your phone, on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Watch the show live there, and also on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show. Get us digitally that way. Got it locked and loaded on a Tuesday. First day of school uh, for many of you. First day of school. How are we feeling? We're back to the grinder. Back to the grinder. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center since 1976. The expert team in the Black Hills when it comes to orthopedic care. More access, more options at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. Helping you stay in the game. BHOSC.com Start there and learn more. BHOSC.com Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. The expert team for orthopedic care in the Black Hills. On this two Tuesday show. Boy, we're leading into a lot of stuff now. So heavy high school football as we're at it this Friday. Stevens, Brandon Valley will have the game. Saturday we'll have Central, Sioux Falls, Lincoln. So we're at it on the high school football side. We'll talk to Craig Maddock coming up. South Dakota Public Broadcasting live from Sioux Falls. Always good to shoot it around. A little East River, West River Love. We call it love, not hate. Um, Craig Maddock on tap from Sioux Falls. Then into the Major League Baseball season as we get into kind of crunch time now. I mean, I know it's all football all the time these days, but Major League Baseball, something jumping out uh, from a listener text, and we're going to interact with that and get Ben Verlander's thoughts on the Major League Baseball season as of now. Um, Some pretty big things jumping out here at the end. And uh, we'll get to it. Ben Verlander, Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst. He's on tap. Out to Vikings country tonight. They're signing a guy that uh, was a pro bowler. A lot of you Vikings fans, I think, love this guy. They need a little help on the defensive line, a little pressure. They couldn't get pressure last year. So they're going to get pressure from Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin back in the house. We'll talk to Matthew Collar. There's a story behind that story. Um, Purple Insider, Vikings writer Matthew Collar from the Twin Cities. Matt Christensen's on today. Matt is the new head football coach at Brandon Valley. I told you Brandon Valley coming to town to take on Stevens Friday. Brandon Valley ranked number two in the state. Powerful program. Matt Christensen is their new head coach. Why? Chad Garrow has undergone some big health struggles. The former head coach for the Lynx done a great job building that program. Matt Christensen's his defensive coordinator, has stepped in as interim head coach. We'll get the pulse of Brandon Valley. Tough stuff over there uh, with Chad Garrow, who we've had on this show a lot um, from, from the health side and how Matt Christensen's taking that program and how Brandon Valley has potentially a state title on their mind this year. Brandon Valley head coach Matt Christensen. We'll talk to him about the Raiders matchup on Friday, and then we'll go to Dirk Chatlin, Husker, beat writer, Omaha World Herald, wrote an interesting piece on Trev Alberts taking over as athletic director. And, of course, 
We're going to start with the Huskers today. I told you this week's big. Why? Husker opener Saturday, 11 o'clock. The Huskers at Illinois, and we'll break into that. First, we'll throw out the number, 720-1067. Join us on the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Sports Line Live. Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar, new on Lacrosse Street. Have you seen it? Have you hit it? Great sports bar. Um, 720-1067 is our number. And the Barons-Wilson text line open and ready on the Nate Brown Show. Text the show at 720-1067 on this Tuesday. I was out yesterday a little meet the teacher that I had to do the full tour, had to do the full tour. My, my wife's a teacher. She said, man, you're up. You're up. So, so we did that. We're back into it. Fall is here and we're ready. And football, college football is here. So let me not go too crazy today, but walk with me to that line of how important I think Saturday is. I'm talking to you Husker fans And by the way, I'm also talking to you Husker haters. I mean, I meet two section, uh, two different people here in the Black Hills. They bleed red, Husker red, and I mean passion, passion. I know season ticket holders. I talk to you guys every other week. Um, And then I and then I hear from Husker haters. They just hate the big red, and they're overhyped and this and that. Well, let me tell you. Walk with me to the line for Saturday's game. Number one, I'm excited. College football's back. We're ready to rock and roll, and the Huskers have my attention. They have a lot of players back on defense, darn near the entire starting unit. They have Adrian Martinez back at quarterback. The guy who's been highly touted, just a little bit inconsistent along the way. Their offensive line is better. Can they get skill position play at a level they need to? But all in all, this should be, I've been told in this offseason, as we gear up for real football, this should be the best team Scott Frost has. That's what I've been told by Nebraska folks, Nebraska writers. It should be the best team Scott Frost has had at Nebraska. So, Why do I go to this line of being crazy? How important is Saturday's game? This is where it gets a little crazy. I would tell you Saturday's game at Illinois may be one of the biggest games for Scott Frost in his career coaching at Nebraska. It may be one of the biggest games. Now, follow me. Why? I just kind of laid the groundwork for you. This isn't, well, we're playing Ohio State. Let's see where we're at. This isn't we're rebuilding. We have a mess um, at Nebraska from the previous coaching administration. So we just have to give us some time and we got to work on things. This isn't, well, we should be able to walk over these guys who were playing Fordham or somebody like that. All of these things combined for Saturday's college football opener with the Huskers as, why do I say it's the maybe the biggest game for Scott Frost? This is one of those games where it feels like you win it, and now we kind of see Nebraska might be able to get this thing on track, potentially because you have to win the Illinois game. Why? You are going to – I have what I have guaranteed losses on their schedule as they start Saturday. I have guaranteed losses as I break down the schedule for the Huskers, and this Illinois game has to be a win. In order to get back on track, what does that mean to you? First, it means you have to get bowl eligible where the Huskers have not been. The Huskers haven't even been bowl eligible. We know that. 
in order to get on that track of what six wins right in that uh, uh, number, this is the game you have to have. People could say it's the first game of the year. If they lose it, it's not the end of the story. I'm telling you, I think it might be because I have guaranteed losses, in my opinion, down the road of more powerful teams in the Big Ten. That's not going to get Nebraska on that track of, okay, um, we lost Illinois, but we can bounce back and we'll still get to six wins. I'm not sure they can. So you follow me, you follow the schedule with me, and you can tell me where I'm going wrong. This Illinois game Saturday, I'm marking it up as it is the absolute must win. It is the Scott Frost game maybe of his career because things are restless. Things are tense. Um, We just had a little NCAA investigation scenario last week, which I don't think is as big a deal as some people say. But all of these little things drip, drip, and then an opening loss to Illinois, a team that um, rightfully so, Nebraska fans, you should think, well, these we have to win that. You know, well, Brett Bielema's there. Maybe Illinois is better. They might be. But if you can't get through Illinois – This is where the rubber meets the road this weekend. Not just because it's the first game. If you can't get through Illinois, what am I telling you? Are you going to get through some of the bigger teams in the Big Ten? I don't think you are. So you walk with me now. Walk with me. Illinois this weekend. Saturday opener for the Huskers. I'm going to go must win. So I'm going to go W. I'm just going to put that in the category. By the way, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous, and I think Husker fans, as I lay out the rest of the schedule, will be nervous for how this will play out. Next game is Fordham. That's a win in Lincoln. Next game is Buffalo. That's another win in Lincoln. So you're sitting here non-conference-wise, you're pretty good until you match up against Oklahoma. There's a loss in Norman. So you lose that. And then here's those... 50-50 games that could go either way if Nebraska can live up to some of the standards of having a great defense back and the whole thing. Here's the 50-50 games, okay? You tell me where I'm going wrong. At Michigan State, Michigan State's been down. Are they down enough that Nebraska goes to East Lansing and wins that one? Possibly, possibly. So I'm not going loss or W there either way. That's a flip. That's a flip-me game. Either way scenario, win or loss at Michigan State, that's up for grabs. How about Northwestern? They've been trending up. The Fighting Fitzgeralds have been tough, tougher than you would think, tougher than you would think. Big Ten championship worthy, um, getting to the Big Ten championship game. Northwestern, can they keep that level? I'm going to say that's an either way game. Am I wrong on that? Any of these games so far, I, I, I think I'm being pretty reasonable, not overhyping the Illinois game this weekend, but just trying to say, you don't get this one, then these 50-50 games, I just don't know. I don't know if you get Michigan State. I don't know if you get Northwestern. And then here's my other 50-50 game, at Minnesota. At Minnesota, the Golden Gophers have looked good, but they took a step back too. I think P.J. Fleck has it going there pretty good, but I don't think he has it going like, oh, they're unbeatable good. Okay, I don't think Minnesota's all of a sudden this next-level team. They were out of the gate with P.J. pretty hot, 
And I think they taking a little step back, more pretty competitive, right? Not going to win the Big Ten West every time, so pretty competitive. That's a 50-50 either game there. Michigan State, Northwestern at Minnesota, 50-50. Here's the guaranteed losses. Guaranteed losses in order to get yourself to six wins for the Huskers as they start on Saturday. Guaranteed losses. At Oklahoma, Michigan, you can argue with me on that. Maybe you can argue with me on that. But I don't think the Huskers beat Michigan. I don't think they do. It is in Nebraska. That helps. I don't think they get that done. Loss at Oklahoma. Loss against Michigan. Loss to Ohio State. Loss to it at Wisconsin. Those are guaranteed losses. That's four. That's four guaranteed losses, in my opinion, out of the book. Right, right out of the book. So you just take it. Well, there's four losses. So you're telling me if they, this is where you come back to Saturday's game. Less than a week away, Saturday's game. You come back to Illinois. I've already got four losses in the category. Illinois loss on Saturday puts you at five. And now we got a problem. Now, why do we have – then you better win some of these 50-50 that could go either way games. Those aren't gimmies. Michigan State, Northwestern, Minnesota, those aren't gimmies. By the way, I've got another guaranteed win in there. They'll beat Purdue in Nebraska. They'll beat Purdue, so that's a guaranteed win. It's hard to find the guaranteed wins in Nebraska's current state of the program where it's been. They were hot and heavy there for a while, thinking Nebraska is going to be the real deal. They got slapped. Last year, they, they played better towards the end. Last year, they played better towards the end. Can they build on that? Guaranteed wins is Purdue, Buffalo, and Fordham. That's, that's my guaranteed wins. And then the Iowa game at the end, that's just who knows. Who knows where that's going to be because they can play with Iowa. We saw it last year. They can play with Iowa. I don't think Iowa's going to be this um, powerhouse program either that you can't beat. So there's some guaranteed losses in this schedule. I've got four of them. I can only find three guaranteed wins, Purdue, Fordham, Buffalo. So then it takes me back. I was talking about the losses. Now three guaranteed wins. It takes me back to where? Saturday's game. And that's a, I don't see it as an overhyped situation. I don't see, oh, Illinois is so important. That's the one that would get you to, I think, four guaranteed wins. And then you're right in line to pick off a couple more, get bowl eligible. I think that's the realistic view of the Nebraska scenario. It all comes down to Illinois is the game Saturday. You lose it. You're going to be in trouble trying to work your way out of a hole with some really tough games down the road, some guaranteed losses, in my opinion. You win it, then you have a couple of more wins against Fordham and Buffalo. You start looking at, okay, maybe we can get this thing on track. Illinois is not a gimme, but it's definitely the win the Huskers need Saturday. There's just no question about it. Um, 720-1067 is our number. Um, let's see. Listener text coming in. Uh, I want to pull this up. I have five guaranteed losses. Listener text, five guaranteed losses. Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Northwestern. Hmm. 
So that uh, I'm not going guaranteed uh, loss Northwestern. I can't do it. I can't do it. I I I think Northwestern's been good. They're they're going to be tough. That's also in Nebraska. That game is also in Nebraska. I'll take my chances. I think the Huskers are fine. I'll take my chances. That's a 50-50. 50-50. Uh, listener text, I'm worried about Illinois Saturday. They beat the Huskers in Lincoln. Yes. Yes. Um, Brett Bielema, back as head coach, the Illinois Fighting Illini. One thing I will tell you I'm a little uh, worried about, just a little bit, for Saturday. Illinois, I was watching some of their uh, behind-the-scenes stuff today. I was watching just some behind-the-scenes stuff from practice, some team camaraderie. They and, and I don't know how much this plays in. They're really loose. Illinois is really, really loose. Is that good for you? It, it just doesn't. It, it feels like things are tight in Nebraska. It feels like things are tight, tense. This is absolute Saturday, Saturday must-win uh, territory. I'm watching that stuff with Illinois today. Take it for what it's worth. Maybe you think they're goofing off or, or they're not dialed in. They seem loose. They seem like they're having fun. They seem like, hey, we're just going to go in the Big Ten and knock off some people. Nobody expects anything from us. I don't always like facing teams like that. Um, thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. What's I'm up? I'm just going to let you know I'll be your bookie. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, my dad, he he had guys in the old days. The old man was a bookie. Okay. These guys couldn't pick a winner for nothing. Okay, what do you dad got? Where am I wrong? Where am I wrong? Well, I think you give Michigan way too much credit. Okay, that that might be legitimate. That might be legitimate. I don't think we, right. I don't think we beat them. I don't think we beat them. Well, you know. But look at the whole Big Ten. Why are we just talking about Nebraska? What do you mean? In what way? Honestly, take Ohio State out of the Big Ten. Who do you have? And that, Do you think it's pretty even? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. I hope you're yeah. right. I hope you're right, Steve. I, I hope you're right. I think there's a few 50-50 games. I don't think the Huskers beat Wisconsin. I don't think the Huskers... But- I don't think so. The Big Ten, they, they, you know, outside of Ohio State, they've lost their prestige with these kids. Okay. The best kids, they, Ohio State, look through the, they always grab kids from the South. Yeah, so Ohio, State's, the, Ohio State's a big gap um, between everyone else. No, no question about it. I think Nebraska's still in the lower ring of the next oh. teams. I think. Nah, yeah. By the I way, give me so. give me your honest take on Saturday's game, Illinois. Oh, we'll beat Illinois. Okay, okay. I like your thought. I like your confidence we'll beat today, Illinois. And you know, I and you know me. I said it could be five to seven years. Well, I know, and that's why you start. This is fully turned. You're starting I do to like come to around. See six wins. Okay. I do like to see six wins. Well, you need that hey. one Saturday then. You absolutely yeah. need that. Right? Oh, we don't absolutely need nothing. You don't. You're the only. <laughs> you yeah, do. come on. You dude. do. Like I you said, do. you need to place a bet, buddy. You give me a call. Um, by the way, I haven't decided who I'm taking. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, okay? Oh, Thanks, okay. buddy. 
I appreciate right. it. Thanks for getting in. Um, I appreciate that. I want to hear from those Husker fans. I mean, you got to tell me. I'm trying to get this um, fan base a little passionate, a little riled up. We have some Husker haters on, on the text line as well saying, this is just all for naught. This is just all for naught um, on the listener text line. I, I'm telling you, Saturday's game, I don't want to use hyperbole. I don't want to go over the top. I just told Steve. I told Steve, you got to have it. You got to have it. I haven't said that very often with Nebraska, especially over the last couple of years. I haven't said that very often. The wheels started falling off, and then you kind of just take a step back and you go, uh, I don't know what they're going to do here. Last year, some positive building at the end of the year, end of the season. There was, there was not, people weren't mailing it in. They were starting to buy in a little bit. That's why this Saturday, I am dialed in on Fox, 11 o'clock Mountain Time. Huskers at Illinois is going to be in the 80s, a little, little steamy, a little steamy. Can Nebraska win at Illinois? It will tell us a lot for the rest of the season. That's why I say you have to have it. You lose that one, so so I'll go out on a limb. I'll go out on a limb. You lose at Illinois, I think you kiss the six wins goodbye. You kiss it goodbye, and it's another rough swimming through oatmeal grinder, just swimming through oatmeal every week. You win it, now we're going, okay, okay, here we go. Some 50-50 games coming up. Can Nebraska show they're in that Big Ten mix? Outside of Ohio State, they're in the Big Ten mix. It'll tell us a lot Saturday. Got to have it. Got to have it. Um, listener text, I hope the Huskers win on Saturday because if they do lose, I'm afraid the ti- the tires come off. <laughs> okay, everybody. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. We're setting it up. We are setting it up Saturday. I haven't picked. I haven't picked. I'm just telling you what needs to happen. I didn't tell you what's going to happen. I haven't picked. I'm a little concerned. Coming back with Craig Maddock from Sioux Falls, South Dakota Public Broadcasting, longtime sports broadcaster, Craig Maddock on the way. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. High school football action continues this weekend on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Rapid City Stevens Raiders open their season hosting the second-ranked Brandon Valley Lynx Friday at 6. Then the Rapid City Central Cobblers battle the Sioux Falls Lincoln Patriots Saturday at 3. Join Dean Gurr and me, Jerome Wickersham, for all the action beginning Friday with Rapid City Stevens and Brandon Valley and Rapid City Central and Sioux Falls Lincoln on Saturday. Right here on Fox Sports Rapid City and online at foxsportsrapidcity.com. Nothing beats the quality of the 1994 to 2002 Dodge Ram 2500 4x4 trucks with 5.9-liter Cummins diesel engines. And nobody has a better selection of these great trucks than Quality Motors in Rapid City. With over 35 units on hand, you'll find an amazing truck that'll get the job done for a mere fraction of the price of a new truck. At Quality Motors, Ray is all about top quality trucks with attention to detail a priority. See for yourself at Quality Motors, Samco Plaza off Deadwood Avenue, Rapid City. Call Ray at 605-431-1944. 
Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy tonight with scattered thunderstorms likely. Lows dip down to about 54. Winds out of the north, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Partly cloudy skies again tomorrow. Highs around 82. Chance for scattered thunderstorms tomorrow night, 60. Temperatures above average Thursday and Friday with highs in the mid-80s. Storms possible both days. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 78. True taco lovers can't say Tuesday without thinking taco, especially at the home of Taco Tuesday, Taco John's. So this taco, head to Tuesday John's for Taco Tuesday, or maybe it's Tuesday Taco. Either way, there's deals on delicious beef Tuesdays or tacos happening all day. And this Taco Tuesday, celebrate your favorite day of the week at Taco John's with 99-cent beef taco deals. At Corey's Point S Tire and Auto Service, we have the highest customer service standards in the business. Why? Because your safety is what matters most to us. But don't take our word for it. Listen to what our customers have to say. I never have to wonder if the repairs or services were done correctly. The best. Number one in customer service. Outstanding customer service. And top-notch vehicle service and repairs. For quality auto service you can trust, choose Corey's Point S Tire and Auto Service. There's no stress with Point S. Hi, this is Britt Wicket at Elevate Performance. If you have an athlete in your family that is looking for sports training with proven results, Elevate Performance is ready to work with you. Our approach is different. We train one-on-one or in a small group, keeping the focus on your athlete, getting them to perform at their best. If your child is in middle school or high school, we have plenty of training options to fit your schedule. Take your game to the next level with Elevate Performance. To get your training started, visit ElevatePerformanceSD.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Your sports, your show. Glad to be back on a Tuesday. Hope you had a solid day today. Your day you still got a lot left. Still got a lot left, but hopefully you're off work and into the afternoon, evening. A jam-packed show tonight. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Listener text coming in from Iowa in all caps. Well, I don't know if it's from Iowa, but in all caps. Is that anger? Listener text, 720-1067. Listener text, in all caps, keep disrespecting the Hawkeyes. Who was Nebraska's coach the last time the <laughs> the Bug Eaters beat the Hawkeyes? What, what, what's going on? Whoa, take it easy. Easy. I wasn't even picking on the Hawkeyes. I said Nebraska, they really have to win Saturday. They really do. And you're going to say, well, they have the rest of the season left. I just, I just went through the schedule. There's some guaranteed losses. I really believe that. And then there's just a few guaranteed wins. And that's why a game like Illinois, it's, it's not like a 50-50, like, oh, it's Michigan or it's or it's Minnesota. And so you lose and you, you can move on and, and build, build back. But losing at Illinois, that's the game you have to have. It's just one of those openers. It's so unique, so unique. Conference, team you have to beat, you have to have to get to those six, seven wins potentially. 
Um, and by the way, I said Iowa. Who knows? That Iowa-Nebraska game, let me just say, November 26th, let me say, it'll be tight. It will be tight. No, uh, Iowa's not going to blow your doors off. They're just not. Um, so Nebraska will be fine. That'll be competitive. I think this is a 50-50. That's a 50-50. Um, let's go to Craig Maddock, live from Sioux Falls. He talks Huskers a little bit. I mean, he, he, was, he had to talk Huskers. So let me just get his take. South Dakota Public Broadcasting, longtime sports broadcaster, covers the South Dakota High School football championships and more. Uh, Craig, welcome back in. How are you? Hey, I'm great, Nate. Uh, I, I, this is so great. We could get a chance to talk college football because we were so limited in doing that last year. Yes, I agree. I'm just I'm excited about it. I'm like Saturday Huskers opening the season. Man, this is one to watch. Um, do I overplay? I went through the schedule here. In my opening segment said I have some 50-50 games, Craig. But then I have some guaranteed losses. In order for the Huskers to get to those six wins, that's bowl eligible. That's what people mm-hmm. kind of want. They mm-hmm. have to have Saturday. They have to have it at Illinois. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and let's face it: over the last since Scott Frost became the head coach, the expectations have been high, really high, from Husker fans, not necessarily people who follow, don't follow the Huskers, but the the the, the the Cornhusker fans, their expectations have been really high. And I think they're high again this year, but I'm not going that high until I see starting to see some performances uh, by the Huskers. And I agree with you. They have to win at Illinois this week. And then they win with Fordham and Buffalo. They'll lose to Oklahoma. Then they get back to uh, the Big Ten schedule. And, And can they get five wins? See, and that's Out what of I, uh, those final games? That's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, that's what Ohio I'm saying. State, Wisconsin, Iowa, you know what? In Minnesota, they're expecting to be a little bit better than they were. They've had some problems with the Huskers once in a while. Uh, I have to see more consistency out of the Huskers every week. Get a run game, get a pass game. The defense has got to stop people. My goodness. Um, let's see what the Huskers can do. But I'm 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 not putting uh, if I could uh, I'm not necessarily going to put a lot of money on the Huskers. Oh. <laughs> oh, don't break our hearts on that. Do not <laughs> break our hearts. Um, you know, I would you would love for me to be wrong, and I I would be fine with that. You, they got to have it. I mean, they got to have it. Uh, I will say, when you think about Nebraska's future, if Scott Frost doesn't get to six wins. I mean, I talked to a lot of folks, season ticket holders here and everything like this. They are all over the map. Some people are saying, hey, needs even more time. Some people are done. Where do you think this goes? Let's say the Huskers go four wins. Does Scott have a problem? Uh, Yes, he does. Uh, I think he's got a major problem. But the problem also is the amount of money that it would take to uh, get rid of him. Uh, The buyout would be huge. And, uh, you know, I mean, let's face it, the Huskers have fired coaches before with uh, a bunch of money left over, and they had no problem going ahead and, and paying a bunch of money to the new guy. Um, it, it, it is a money issue. I think Scott Frost is in for at least two years uh, because of the buyout if uh, the Huskers wanted to fire him. 
Um, interesting, and of course, NCAA investigation unveiled last week. A little bit, uh, some some violations there potentially. We'll see if anything uh, comes of that. Craig Maddox in. He he uh, he's with me. It's uh, it has to be a win for the Huskers just to get going. This isn't like you're playing Michigan and and you're not quite sure. This is Illinois team that's been near the bottom of the Big Ten. Um, you got to have it Saturday. It's going to be an interesting one to watch. So let me uh, shift to this. So is this Sioux Falls Little League team finally getting your attention out there, Craig? Are, are we finally paying attention there? What are they in the quarterfinals of the Little League World Series? There is a lot of interest now in Sioux Falls. I mean, that's how it works. People <laughs> really don't follow something until a team gets to get to be somewhere where they've never been before with this group. And uh, with Sioux Falls, certainly you, you, everyone knows about Gavin Weir, this 12-year-old oh, lefty that is just unbelievable, uh, comparing him to major leaguers already. Um, you know, They've got two really good pitchers, and you and I talked last time. When you're in the Little League World Series, or even to get there, you have to have at least two really good pitchers because of the pitch counts and the day's rest. That win... Um, against Oregon was so huge because they've only played two games. You got Weir probably going uh, tomorrow. And then if they win, they go to the semis. You get Munson back in there. And then if they get to the finals, that's four games. You use Gavin Weir, you know, three times. <laughs> oh. But you look at Oregon. Look at Oregon, though. Oregon played yesterday. They're playing today. They play. If they win, they play tomorrow. If they win tomorrow, they play the next day. Right. Four games in four days. That really screws up your pitching staff. Um, you, most teams aren't going to have three really good pitchers. What do you think this, I mean, you said, well, now people kind of pay attention to it, and you've always told me Sioux Falls is not a baseball town, but Sioux Falls made the Little League World Series a few years ago in their, in their opening year of starting the league. They had this all-star team that was unbelievable. Now they have this one. They, they're making it far. They're not only just making the Little League World Series, they're winning games. What do you yeah. think this does, young kids, in Sioux Falls saying, okay, now I could go to the Little League World Series. I'm going to play Little League instead of SEBA. You know, we, we know about this uh, deal out there. There's SEBA, and now there's Little League. I sure would think Little League goes, man, we could get some growth on this. Uh, you would expect that, and I think you might see a little bit. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, I've told you before, the vast majority of kids – at that age, are not playing baseball. They're going to football camps. They're going to basketball camps. They're going to soccer camps. They're not necessarily playing baseball. Will this spark interest? I think you'll see maybe some. They were expecting that in the first year, after the first year when they went. Um, you know, what do they got? Six teams uh, in Sioux Falls Little League right now. Will it expand? Don't know. I, I think SEBA and Little League, they have to come together. I mean, you can't you can't fight each other. Uh, that just doesn't work. Um, will that happen? No, I don't think so. Um, because let's face it, the vast majority of the of the kids in SEBA, that's the Sioux Empire Baseball Association. Uh, most of those kids don't have that high grade talent that you would want if you're going to put a, a big team together and and play in the regions and eventually the Little League World Series. Here's my big question on Sioux Falls Little League, Craig. Um, 
the the overall goal, what is it? To make the Little League World Series and have an unbelievable team like this one that's that's playing now? Or is it to get the numbers bigger? And then if you have bigger numbers, well, you kind of have to break up some of the geography boundary limits and mm-hmm. then yep. you, you have yep. to grow the league a little more. That's the conundrum. Well, what would uh, Rapid City say if they were going to have just one team that was going to be in the playoffs? Oh, boy. Where they, could grab, where they could grab anybody from all the Little League teams in the Black Hills, from Harney Peak and all those others. So yeah. what, would, what would that be like for Rapid City? That would be a pretty darn good team, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would. It would. Very competitive. You know, the goal, I think, is you always want to grow. You want to grow your program and if you grow your program, you're getting more more players and hopefully maybe more talent, maybe in that for a possibility for a chance to get into the playoffs. And you just never know what's going to happen once you get to the playoffs. The goal is to get to the playoffs, and then you never know. You get hot like this Sioux Falls team has, and they're hot right now in this Little League World Series. Um, there's a lot of interest, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with this. In yeah, the next it of is years. interesting to me. It really is because say, well, the goal is to grow, but but keep in mind um, that changes potentially the Little League World Series scenario. Potentially, yeah. potentially. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I know people uh, I, I love totally getting agree. there. I mean, we've been there in Rapid City, and believe me, some things happen along the way. Hey, we got to get back to the Little League World Series. I don't know if that should be the overall goal sometimes when you're talking Little League um, structures. We'll see. Craig Maddock in today, South Dakota Public Broadcasting. High school football in Sioux Falls starts this week. And uh, we will circle back on it. Um, Brandon Valley taking on Rapid City Stevens, Craig, and Sioux Falls Lincoln taking on Rapid City Central. Um, I'm hearing Brandon Valley could be the real deal. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of emotion with that team this year. Yeah. Let's see what, what happens with them because of, of Chad Garrell, the, the football coach, um, great guy, you know, brain cancer, and he's not, you know, he's not coaching. Um, there's a lot of emotion with that team this year. It'll be interesting. They just they still have talent. Let's face it, Brandon Valley has football talent. It's been building for years. It's a program that's growing. Um, and then for, for Lincoln, they're a team that they want to get back uh, and make a run in the playoffs. And I think they've got some extra talent this year. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. And you know, I want to, you know, I don't know a lot about the, the Rapid City schools right now, Stevens and Central. Um, I want to see how 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 they're going to build. I know it's you're not making the dome in the first week, and you're not making the dome in the third week. Uh, you you got to get better in the first month. Um, if you're getting better every week, you know what? Then, then you got a chance to be competitive uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, that's what I'm watching this week. Will will they compete? Will they compete? That that's kind of what I'm watching. Um, Craig Maddock in today. Find him on Twitter at Craig Maddock as he watches his Sioux Falls Little League team trying to win the <laughs> Little League World Series. Unbelievable. Hey, I know the man. I know the manager, Mike Gorsett. So, oh, very nice. He's a cold, very nice. Personal friend of mine. Of course, we haven't talked in a few years, but Mike, when he uh, moved to Sioux Falls, he was in the Sioux Falls Sky Force okay. office okay. Uh, when he came to Sioux Falls, and great guy. And uh, it's always fun to watch these these coaches that are Mike. Oh yes, I absolutely. Wonder, I, I always wonder. 
is that really how they talk to their pitcher during the regular season? Uh, you wonder. <laughs> we wonder. They're such nice guys. Everybody's nice. Come on. Um, by yeah. the way, little quick one, little secret. I've been told Gavin Weir is originally from West River. I'm sorry to tell mm. you. I'm sorry mm. to tell you, but um, lucky Does you have Does that mean it. if they win the Little League World Series, there's an asterisk? Uh, well, on the two falls you know, I just, you're lucky you have him, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, Craig, always good, man. Thanks a lot. All right, Nate. See you. Appreciate it. Craig Maddock in today on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. South Dakota Public Broadcasting, his podcast coming up soon uh, when the high school season gets underway again. In play is his podcast through SDPB. So, um, I, I want to hit on the Little League scenario a little bit and kind of give you the, the, the question that, that the big question for Little League baseball and the difference between Sioux Falls and Rapid City, if you don't know it, and then kind of how things move forward from here. Um, with Rapid City structure and Sioux Falls structure, Sioux Falls in the quarterfinals of the Little League World Series, and uh, they play again tomorrow. Ben Verlander's in next, Major League Baseball analyst for Fox Sports. What's the current season really tell us for Major League Baseball? There's some storylines. We're going to use some listener questions coming in on that with Ben Verlander next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. It's Honda's Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Up to an additional two years, 50,000 miles comprehensive warranty, plus certified Hondas come with seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, free oil changes your first year, and 24-7 roadside assistance. Plus, at Denny Menholtz Rushmore Honda, we buy cars. Vehicles are in high demand, and due to limited inventory, your vehicle has never been worth more. Stop by Denny Menholtz Rushmore Honda and either sell or trade today. Located off I-90 on East Small Drive in Rapid City. When it comes to protecting your home and your belongings, what works for your neighbor most likely won't work for you. Insurance is personal, and that's why the coverage specialists at Fisher Rounds & Associates work with you to tailor a policy that protects your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions at the most reasonable cost possible. We sweat the small and the big stuff, so you don't have to. That's at your service, at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, with offices in Pier, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say, magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, Our famous chicken. Mmm, And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome back 
again, the Nate Brown Show live, Fox Sports Rapid City, also on YouTube there, the Nate Brown Show. Find us there, watch the show, and also on Twitter. Bring us up on your phone, live in-studio camera, at Nate Brown Show on Twitter. And, of course, here, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Out to Minnesota on the way. Boy, there's a backstory with their new signing today um, that the Vikings made. So they signed a former Pro Bowler with the Vikings. He comes back. And, boy, he threw a guy under the bus last year like you wouldn't believe. Now he's on that team again. Uh, Matthew Collar's coming up, Minnesota Vikings insider, uh, straight ahead. Ben Verlander's on today, Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst in the podcast. Baseball podcast you need to download, Flippin' Bats. It's the baseball podcast you need to check out if you haven't yet. Flippin' Bats, and he's been here on the Nate Brown Show all summer. Uh, ben, always good to have you. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Nate? I'm doing good, man. So I want to jump into uh, some things here as we had some milestones uh, hit yesterday, or I should say Sunday. Miguel Cabrera hits number 500 in the home run category. So 500 home runs, it's a big number, but what jumps out to uh, folks is who is going to do something like this in the future? Because the the next major leaguer that's close isn't very close. And uh, people are saying, well, baseball's changing. Let me get your early read on that. Miguel Cabrera joins the 500 home run club. Um, I don't know if uh, there, we're going to see somebody do that anytime soon. What does that tell us? Yeah, one, it's, it's remarkable, and it tells us how good he is. I think one of the coolest things about all of this that tells us how good he is is Joey Votto, one of the, the best hitters of, you know, like of this generation of players, you know, celebrated a pretty big milestone the other day, and it was 2,000 hits. Yeah. And Miguel Cabrera is just over 40 away from 3,000. That's, that's how good this guy is, and that's how, that's how much it says about, you know, the player he has been over the years. I, I think there's a few players we'll see get to 500 again. Um, you know, I know Nelson Cruz is old, but I, I feel like he's a guy that could play for two or three more years and get there. I think he's about 70 homers away, 60 to 70 homers away. I could see that happening if he plays a few more years. Um, and then some of the young guys um, that are coming up, I could certainly see that getting done again. But what I don't foresee ever happening again is, uh, you know, Miguel Cabrera will be the seventh player all time to hit 500 home runs and get 3,000 hits. The seventh ever. And I don't think we ever see that again. You know, Mike Trout's considered one of the best of all time, and he's, you know, been playing and, and – on in his prime, and he's going to be 30 years old before, and he's not even at 1,500 hits yet. He's not even halfway to 3,000. The game is different in that aspect. Obviously, home runs are still very prominent and around, but you see a lot of guys walking, striking out, and hitting homers. What you don't see is a lot of average guys anymore and guys getting tons of hits every single year for a consistent period of time. So I think Miguel Cabrera will be the last player we ever see uh, get 500 homers and 3,000 hits, which is something really special. Okay, so that's interesting, and that and that's kind of the direction I'm going. I, I don't know if if Nelson Cruz will get there. Mate, you know he's he's 67 away. Um, Robinson Cano down the list. Giancarlo Stanton at 332. He's already 31. I, I mean, it just gets harder, right? I mean, it sounds easy. Oh, you still got this much time left. I don't know if guys are going to play as long as Miguel or Albert Pujols, you know? 
Yeah, I agree. I actually saw a stat, uh, a graphic posted earlier today. I think it might have been from MLB, and it was talking about other players that had a chance to hit 500 homers, and it listed a bunch of them. And, and I've heard somebody say, yeah, I think a lot of these guys have a chance. I really don't. You know, you look at a lot of these guys, and you, you can't tell me they're going to hit as many homers on the back end of their career as they hit at the beginning of their career. Um, I just don't think that's something that's going to happen. So a lot of these guys that are on the list in the upper 200s and the 300s are, you know, around 30 years old. You, you can't tell me they're going to hit just as many home runs the back half of their career. They're already through their prime. Um, you know, so I, I'm with you in that aspect. I don't, I don't think we see near as many, you know, I, I don't think we see a ton of players getting to 500 home runs. Um, so I, I do think we see it again, but, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people naming like, 10 different guys they think that have a chance. And Nolan Arenado, Giancarlo, Stan, and all these guys. And I'm like, See, that's great. In theory, these guys are getting up there in age without us really thinking about it, you know? And, and so I'm with you. I think it's going to be tough to get there. Um, Freddie Freeman's 31. He's got 267. I mean, for, for example, uh, Ben Verlander in, Miguel Cabrera, 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, yet he feels underrated. Do, do, I, do I say that right or not? Um, I don't know, and I don't know if I'm the one to answer this just because I've been so close to him in his career, you know? So I was there watching him every single day when he was going through his Triple Crown year. And actually the following year, he was even better than his Triple Crown year. Um, so I just remember watching those games. But, you know, from an outsider, trying to look at it from the outside, I feel like you're right. You know, I, he's coming up on, not anymore, he was coming up on 500 home runs. And I feel like it wasn't being talked about as much as it should have. It's like this is a milestone that's only been done 27 times before. And every time, every, you know, there's been eight no-hitters this year, and they're talked about way more often than his home run. I feel like it should have been a big deal. And I feel like not enough people realize this is one of the best hitters of all time. Uh, He's about to do something that only six other people in history have done. And go ahead and look at those names. It's a pretty special list that's on it, and he's going to be one of the guys on that list. So I'm with you. I, I think people look at Miggy as having a you know a great few years there with the Tigers when they couldn't quite win a World Series, instead of just looking at his career as a whole and realizing, wait, this guy is one of the best hitters the game has ever seen, and we should probably celebrate that a little more. Yeah, I say that because I think I'm guilty of that. Like, yeah, I didn't really realize. <laughs> Cabrera was at this level, and uh, all of a sudden, boom, he is from the hit side and the home run side. Um, Here's something I want to get your take on. Ben Verlander and Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst. Orioles also uh, hitting a number that's uh, getting people's attention. 18 losses in a row. Um, You go back to 1988, same Orioles team. Um, They lost 21 games in a row. 18-game losing streak. Now, Ben, you played. How hard is that to do? That's got to be hard. Come on. It's, it's miserable. It just becomes like you, you get in a rut. And, look, it doesn't matter who you are, how talented you are, uh, what team it is. Winning is contagious. Losing is contagious. Hitting as a team is contagious. Pitching as a team is contagious. And when you're doing it all poorly, it's just miserable to be a part of. And, you know, it, I, I feel bad for those guys and what they're going through. Um, cause it, it sucks. And, you know, you show up to the yard every day knowing you have nothing to play for. You're not going to be winning many games and everybody's frustrated with the results. So 
Um, yeah, it's, it's really, really hard right now, especially, look, we're in towards the end of August. It's the dog days of summer. They haven't won, you know, they've hardly won a game all month. And, you know, they just got to go back and go out there every night and, and try and do the same. And, and it's not easy, and it, and it sucks. I'll tell you, um, it's been a season with some lows here. Orioles are bad. Diamondbacks are bad. My Cubs sold off. They're bad. Does Major League Baseball have to find a way here to have organizations spend at a certain level to compete? It's really tough, though. Some people don't like that. Um, but, man, when you see this, we got tanking, we got losing, nobody cares, and you only have a certain group of teams that say, we're going to compete, we're going to win this thing. What can baseball do about this when we get into the August uh, dog days? And, I mean, some teams are historically bad. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating to watch because there's certainly some teams out there that come to mind that – they just consistently aren't putting a product out on the field that the fan base should be happy about and proud about. And for a lot of these guys, owning a baseball team is an investment, and it's a money-making thing, and you can, you can tell. Um, so, I, you know, I would be for something like a, a salary minimum uh, where a team has to, you know, has to spend a certain amount. But, and I saw that proposed the other day. Um, but of course, the you know the owners, uh, you know of course there was also a salary cap on it, which baseball hasn't ever had, and we don't want that to happen. And that's something that you know baseball players in the union are very proud of. So they propose a salary minimum while also proposing a salary cap, which I don't think is going to fly. But I'm all for a salary minimum. You, you know, okay, I, it, it's hard to it's hard to have a conversation like this without mentioning the the Pirates, who just consistently put out a product that is not very good and they, they never seemingly go for it. And it's frustrating. Um, and to see something like what happened in Chicago this year, you know, the fan base having a few guys that are, you know, legends in Chicago and just getting rid of all of them and getting rid of those contracts and who knows what they're going to do in the future. Uh, it's frustrating to see. And I certainly uh, hope something is done because I want to see more consistency. I want to see teams, competing more and making an effort and specific i just want to see teams putting a product on the field for fans to be proud of you know orioles fans aren't going to the yard tonight happy about their team they're just not and and i wish more and more so uh, owners would do something about that yeah it's it's a tough situation because owners are going to say as you said well okay we want a salary cap then if you want a salary floor if you want a salary minimum we got to have a salary cap um, we'll have to see where this goes because we're going to have a situation with this CBA uh, coming up, and uh, that's going to be interesting. Owners and players, um, when it's December, uh, are going to be talking about some pretty big things. Ben Verlander in today, Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst. Find him on Twitter, at Ben Verlander. Download the podcast, Flippin' Bats Pod. Ben, always great. Thanks a lot. Of course. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Ben Verlander on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst. The pod is Flippin' Bats. Really good. Baseball fans, um, if you haven't hit that, you got to download it. Flippin' Bats pod. Get it where you find your podcast. Ben Verlander on Twitter. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only answer for Major League Baseball, the competitive factor. I talked about competitive balance in high school football here in the state and some ideas I was throwing around and um, here's the competitive balance for Major League Baseball. You have to have a salary minimum 
you can call it the floor, every owner has to spend this much in salary. But the players have to realize there is going to be a salary cap scenario thrown into that same situation. (laughs) And that's where nobody will agree. The baseball players and the stars and all this. Well, we need to get paid, and we can't have a salary cap because we get— And here's the players' thing. They don't get paid early. They get paid late, okay? Baseball is one of those sports specifically. They get to own you and kind of have you on the cheap early when you're at your prime, and then you see these contracts, the Pujols, the Mowers, some of these big contracts that they're paying so much for late— late on their career it's it's all mixed up so they want the big contracts i understand the players do but you gotta have a scenario this um um work stoppage is potentially a problem potentially a problem and and they're gonna have to negotiate i don't even know if they're gonna get into some of those big issues i would highly doubt it frankly a salary minimum Oh, okay. The owners are going to say, "Sure, yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll pay this much. I, I own the team in Tampa, or I own the Miami Marlins, and you expect me to pay just as much as the Yankees and the Cubs in those markets or the Dodgers? Oh, sure. So salary minimum. It it sounds great, tough to negotiate. Salary cap. I'm a fan of it. Players don't want it. So what do we end up with? Teams about ten that maybe compete. And then a whole bunch that mail it in. FedEx Friday, fan bases just reeling, and uh, it's ugly. Rockies, Orioles, Diamondbacks, Pirates, my Cubs this year, just sell, selling everybody. It's ugly for fans. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a non-competitive thing for a lot of teams. Non-competitive thing for a lot of owners, teams, and fan bases. It's ugly. The baseball model is broken uh, from that standpoint. Um, let's see, listener text. Miggy plays in Detroit. That's why he's been under the radar. He's up there with Jim Tomey and the big hurt in my book. Played the game right and excelled. Um, listener text, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. Miguel Cabrera, how about that? 500 homers, 3,000 hits. One of the all-timers. It's a, that's a big, big number. Coming back with Matthew Collar. He is in next. Vikings writer, Purple Insider. Did they make a good call here to bring in their former Pro Bowler to help them with some defensive pressure on the defensive line? Okay, maybe you like it, but what he said last year about the team's quarterback, that's an issue. That's an issue. We'll talk to Matthew Collar next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Dale's Tire and Retreading has been providing quality brands of tires and excellent service to the Black Hills area for over 50 years. Dale's Tire sells tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, agriculture, construction, and more. Dale's Tire has what you need when you need it and offers appointment times to get you in and out faster. See the experts at Dale's Tire and Retreading. Two convenient locations in Rapid City, 691 Deadwood Avenue and 3200 Campbell Street. Dale's Tire and Retreading. 
The 2021 Hard Rocker football season is coming. Feel the excitement of game day Saturday in Rapid City with fellow Hard Rocker fans and alumni this fall. You can be there for every home game when you purchase football season tickets that begin at just $60. With season tickets still available for Ramp A, B, and C spaces. Hi, this is Tom Rudabush, the voice of the Hard Rockers. Coach Charlie Floor and the Hard Rockers are on the rise, and you can be there for the exciting schedule of Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference opponents for a season you won't want to miss. Get your Hard Rocker season tickets today at GoRockers.com. Listen to what your friends and neighbors are saying about Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail. Angela Walter, Piedmont. Anything I need automotive, I bring to Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail. I don't feel like it has to be some big corporate system to, to do a good job. Your mechanic that you can trust on anything, that's how I feel when I come to Anytime. Anytime is taking care of our vehicles, anything automotive really. Doesn't matter if it's a detail or an oil change or a window broke, even odd things that you wouldn't think that Anytime might handle, they take care of it. They really seem to care about me, my my vehicle, my family. If you're looking for a mechanic or you're not happy with the one you got, I would highly recommend Anytime Auto to my family or my friends. Sales and service you can trust. Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail, corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. Hey guys, the Man Salon is now offering a free beer with your haircut. So let me lay this out for you. You'll get a great haircut with your personal stylist, shampoo, hot towel, shoulder massage, all in your own station watching a game, and now having a beer? It's where I go every time. The Man Salon has two locations on West Main and Rushmore Crossing, plus offering a military discount for active and retired military. Sit back, relax, have a free drink, just book your next appointment, and enjoy themansalon.net. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show. Glad to be back on a Tuesday. How you doing? Thanks for checking in on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Find us on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. You can watch the show live. Live streams up there, at Nate Brown Show on Twitter. Also on YouTube, the Nate Brown Show. Welcome in. Husker writer Dirk Chatlin coming up. Omaha World Herald. How big is Saturday's game? It's college football opener. Huskers at Illinois. I think it's just massive. I mean, I'm not going to overplay it, but it is massive. Uh, Dirk Chatlin, Omaha World Herald on the way. We got high school football this weekend. We'll get into that. Brandon Valley coming to town. Brandon Valley's head coach, Matt Christensen's on the way live tonight. Talk about the matchup against Stevens and more. Matthew Collar's on tonight. Vikings, writer, purpleinsider.com. Purpleinsider.com, that's your site. All right, Vikings fans, subscribe to it. A lot of good work. Matthew Collar's on Twitter, at Matthew Collar, and he's here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Matthew, how are you? I am doing good, man, but I'd really like to see some regular season football now. I'm tired of preseason already. <laughs> yes, okay, one more game. All right, one more. Uh, we will grind through. Okay, I want to jump into this this headline, and I don't know if, if this is going to just get smoothed over or what. Um, let me just start with the football side. Vikings getting Everson Griffin. A good football move 
to you? Yeah, I think so, um, but only because they were negligent throughout the offseason and had to take what was left in free agency was basically Everson, Griffin, and nothing else. So they got the final player on free agent on the free agent market who might be able to contribute to a team. Um, but they went into this uh, training camp and preseason with two players that have never proven that they could be starting defensive ends and said, hey, guys, go get it. Um, and I think that was a pretty poor approach, and they needed to address the defensive end position um, before this. And then whether that was bringing in Everson Griffin earlier uh, to have him ready to go, Everson had um, told the Vikings and made it clear that he wanted to return. I don't know why exactly it took so long. I think they wanted to get a look at Stephen Weatherly and D.J. Wanham, but then when neither of those guys performed at a very high level, they had to say, okay, fine, Everson will bring you back. And it's, I mean, I just think that you know, that kind of left them in a situation where they had to do it. And um, Griffin looked last year like he had some left in the tank, but this is not the guy from 2017 that was just, you know, dominating from a down-to-down basis. They've already called him a situational player. So, you know, can he help? Yes. Um, can he completely solve this uh, position that is a weakness across from Daniel Hunter? Uh, I guess I, th- I think we're going to find out. I I don't think this is like you're changing your bets for the Vikings season because they added Everson Griffin. Now, Everson had some issues off the field there, um, mental health, things like this, while he was with Minnesota. Then then he left, and then this past year, said some tough things about Kirk Cousins there on, on social media and then deleted it. Um, social media gets guys into trouble. I get it. Um, saying stuff about Kirk Cousins as he did, and now going back in there, how does that play out? Well, um, I think it's more notable, more than even what he said, with the fact that the coaching staff in the front office were okay with bringing him back. I mean, which is just such a disrespect to Kirk Cousins, right? Like, imagine someone said the things that Everson said about Peyton Manning. Like, would, would the Indianapolis Colts or Denver Broncos ever bring that player in if it was Peyton Manning he was talking about, if it was Brett Favre, if it was Ben Roethlisberger or Russell Wilson? Like, of course not. I mean, I think it really tells you that where they're at with Kirk Cousins and with just their job security with Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, this, this guy can help us a little bit. And, uh, you know, repercussions or what it says about Kirk who cares? We just need him. And, you know, I think at this point, though, if Kirk Cousins hasn't gotten the message about how the franchise feels about him when his head coach is coming out um, earlier in the offseason, and there were some jabs again uh, yesterday about, you know, the vaccination status and making it very clear that he does not see Kirk Cousins as being a leader because he's not getting vaccinated. And, I mean, I, you know, it's sort of like, well, could their relationship get worse? Let's find out and bring in Everson <laughs> Griffin. Um, so, you know, I think what we've really got here is just such a separation between uh, Mike Zimmer and uh, Kirk Cousins that it might not matter, but um, just if you were holding out any hope that they would be sitting around a campfire singing next to each other, I think all of that is gone now with Griffin back. Interesting, interesting. Um, Everson Griffin, I've seen the report saying, well, he's going to apologize or he's going to talk to uh, Kirk. Um, what do you know about Kirk Cousins and what he'll do as far as Griffin being there, that whole dynamic? Will Kirk just move on? I mean, he's going to have to, I guess, but what's Kirk's personality with stuff like this? 
So this is a very, like, this might sound odd. It's like the most backhanded compliment I could give Kirk. But he's always, at every point in his career, had people saying things about him or been under fire or had teammates not like him or coaches or whatever. And he's just kept being Kirk. So I don't, I think that's a compliment in a way, but also a criticism that there's always been this hanging over him. Like when he was in Washington, Jay Gruden said after they went seven and nine, like our record was a reflective of our quarterback play, which is one of the biggest, slams I think I've ever heard from a head coach on his quarterback, basically saying, yeah, it was that guy's fault that we didn't win. And uh, I remember D'Angelo Hall said that Cousins was more worried about his own contract than anything else. And if you remember in 2018, uh, Adam Thielen and Cousins had a throwdown on the sideline on TV for the entire universe to watch after they missed the playoffs on the final day of the year. So it's been a consistent of Cousins' career, and I think when it's almost every year you can find something like this happening, you start to realize, like, is it – is it Everson Griffin? Is it Mike Zimmer? It, or is it like this sort of a, a Kirk trait? But the other thing is that I've seen him get criticized as much as anybody in the national media or by teammates or whoever else, and he just goes out and plays the same way. He wins the games he's supposed to win. He loses the game he's supposed to lose. He drives you crazy with great games and poor games. And I think that we'll just see the same Kirk. It's just that if he was planning on ex- uh, signing some huge extension in the future, I think that that's sort of gone out the window um, during this preseason. One more with Matthew Collar. PurpleInsider.com is the site covering the Vikings. Really good. PurpleInsider.com. What should Vikings fans be worried about? You've been covering the team this preseason. Talk about this D-line. The pressure was not there last year, and they're still trying to fill those those holes. They're bringing in Griffin, Weatherly, Wanham. Um, so D-line, offensive pass blocking with the offensive line. Is it is it the secondary still with some young guys that, that were thrown into the mix right away? What are we worried about here going into the regular season? Uh, well, I mean, how long do you have? Uh, Vikings fans are always worried about a lot of things. But I'll give you I'll give you a quick top three. Uh, I think Delta variant has worried everyone here since the Vikings are the least vaccinated team in the NFL. So I'd start with mm-hmm. that, including mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. Uh, and then next up is the offensive line, where they're having two guys move positions uh, in Ezra Cleveland at left guard and Ole Udo at right guard. And then three is probably just the team's severe lack of depth. I mean, one player gets hurt, and you are to you know you're right down to a guy who's probably inexperienced or not good. Um, And I think the preseason has shined a light on how thin they are as a roster. Um, Any one of those things goes wrong, if it's COVID, if it's injuries, or if it's the offensive line not gelling, I mean, then we're going to be talking about another one of those middling years, I think, for the Vikings. Mm. Matthew Collar, and that's what I'm worried about. Um, I've been high on the Vikings. There, there's some concerns. Uh, PurpleInsider.com, the site, as we get set to wrap up the preseason. Find them on Twitter, at Matthew Collar. Follow him there. Matthew, always good. Thanks a lot. Yep, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Matthew Collar in today on Fox Sports Rapid City, PurpleInsider.com. Um, he went off, started the site. Really good coverage of the Vikings. PurpleInsider.com. So... The Everson Griffin thing, that has to be a dynamic in the locker room. It's just, that's the workplace. You know, it's, it's, here's what Everson Griffin said this past year when, when he was not with the Vikings. 
about Kirk Cousins. If, if you missed it, it was on social media, and then he deleted it. Okay, it was one of those things. Um, he said, one, Mike Zimmer didn't want Kirk Cousins. Mike Zimmer did not want Kirk Cousins, and he kind of left it open. Who do you think wanted Kirk Cousins? Okay, so that kind of alluded to, well, that was a Rick Spielman general manager thing, not Mike Zimmer. So Mike, Mike doesn't like him. That, 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 was, that was one thing. And then he said, you know, I keep this PG here, but, you know, he, I have to tell you, he said, Kirk Cousins is ass. That, that's what he said about the quarterback who he's now back with. That, I mean, that, that's a problem. That's a problem. I mean, and, and it's interesting. Matthew Collar says they bring in Everson Griffin, so they're not worried necessarily about the dynamic of that, kind of saying they're kind of disrespecting Kirk Cousins as is, bringing in Everson Griffin, right? And, I mean, he has a point. Would you bring somebody into the Seattle Seahawks if they said that about Russell Wilson? Would you bring somebody – well, let me say this. Probably nobody would say that about Russell Wilson. Let's say, would we sign somebody for the Broncos if they said that about Drew Locke? I don't think they would. I don't think they would. Said that about Drew Locke, and we're going to bring you in on the team here for this next year? Um, Interesting. But Everson Griffin, back with the Vikes. Had great times with the Vikes. He's not what he used to be. Can he contribute at a fairly high level with Daniil Hunter, who we love? On one end, they got to get this other end figured out. The, the D-line is not great. Daniil Hunter will be a big, big plus. The D-line uh, Pierce from, from the Ravens, that signing, I think that's going to be good on the interior. That other end is just musical chairs right now for the Vikes, for providing some pressure uh, from the other end. All right. Uh, listener text, as the resident Vikings fan trying to be endlessly positive, I'm running out of excuses for Cousins. Hmm. Oh, boy. Here they come. Here they come. What do you hear that? Do you hear that? I hear that on a Tuesday night on the Nate Brown Show. I hear the Kirk Cousins haters. They're lining up. Already? No. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Not already. Am I going to have to stick up for Kirk? That's a tough job. Tough job. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to have an easy job. Um, let me come back with this. I want to. I want to clear things up. So Sioux Falls Little League is representing South Dakota in the Little League World Series. Are you watching this? I've, I've seen some of their games. It's interesting. They have this pitcher, Gavin Weir, is just unbelievable, and you know all the production on TV. They they do a great job. So South Dakota is in the Little League quarterfinals tomorrow, and that's Sioux Falls team. What's the difference between Sioux Falls Little League? And Rapid City Little League. We've we've had a powerhouse uh, Little League program here in this town for a long time. What's the difference now? I'll explain and what steps may be taken moving forward next. The Nate Brown Show. Hi folks, Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company with a reminder, we're having our 23rd annual Classic Collector Car Auction at Cool Deadwood Nights, August 26th, 27th, and 28th. Three big days we'll be auctioning off classic collectibles and memorabilia, over 200 of the area's finest cars. The auction will take place at the Deadwood Mountain Grand Event Center. Come and join us for all the fun and excitement of the Classic Car Auction at Cool Deadwood Nights, Deadwood, South Dakota. For more information, check us out on Facebook or visit McPhersonAuction.com. So... 
sports fans, it's Nate Brown. As sports wagering comes to Deadwood next month, you can get ready now by signing up with Tin Lizzie Gaming Resort. The first 250 people to sign up at tinlizzie.com will receive a $20 resort credit and also be eligible to win a grand prize wagering match of up to $500. Don't miss your chance to be one of the first people to sign up. Get in the know and sign up today at tinlizzie.com. At Denny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet Cadillac, our buyers are working overtime to bring you the largest selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs arriving daily with over 300 to choose from. Need a heavy-duty truck for work? We've got it. Need a fuel-efficient SUV? We've got it. Need a fun vehicle for touring the hills? We've got it. Need a large SUV to haul the kids and gear? We've got that, too. Start your shopping online at RapidChevrolet.com and come by to shop from a great selection of pre-owned vehicles all on one lot. See you soon at Denny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet. Exit 60, Rapid City. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Physical therapy, athletic training, and sports science all at one place. Physio in Rapid City. Dr. Dan Jensen and his team at Physio are ready to help you perform at your best. From the youth athlete to the active adult, trust the team at Physio. Physio offers the skilled, personalized approach to physical therapy and athletic training. Building the best athletes in the Black Hills as the official strength and conditioning provider for Stevens Central and the Rapid City Rush. Learn more at bhphysio.com. Hey, Black Hills, Boss Pizza and Chicken is now bringing you the best new sports bar in Rapid City. Grab your crew and check out the new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar on North Lacrosse Street. Same great pizza, chicken, and food you love from Boss, and now a full-service bar with beer, wine, and liquor. Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar is a newly remodeled sports bar with TVs all around and a sports ticker dedicated to local and regional sports. This is the place for sports fans in the Black Hills. The new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar in North Lacrosse and Rapid City. They're open early and open really late. Also with delivery at Boss Pizza chicken.com. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays 10 to 1, 1067 FM and 11:50 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Busy on a Tuesday, huh? How you doing? We're in the drive at 5. Thanks for checking in. Kids back to school today. Busy stuff. We're in the drive at 5. And, boy, college football starts Saturday with the Huskers in Illinois. That's massive. We'll talk to Dirk Chaplin, Husker beat writer, Omaha World Herald. He's on the way. High school football live Friday and Saturday here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Friday, we're going to have Rapid City Stevens hosting number two, Brandon Valley, on Friday night. And Matt Christensen's the new head coach for Brandon Valley. Tough situation out there with their former head coach, Chad Garrow, and health issues. Scary stuff, and, and he's out. Matt Christensen in. What does that Brandon Valley football program look like? Um, he's on the way this hour. So we'll, we're busy in the drive at 5. 
Brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. Right now, it's interesting when you're looking at vehicles, right? Some of the new vehicles, you're going, okay, what's the right vehicle I'm looking for here? Summit's working hard to get vehicles, great pre-owned vehicles. Car buying built around you. Find out how. SummitAutoGRP.com. You can find them on East Highway 44. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there. Okay. I want to explain this a little bit um, because there's some excitement um, with South Dakota being in the Little League World Series quarterfinals. If you're following this, if you're a baseball fan, I've always watched the Little League World Series. Uh, I enjoy watching the Little League World Series. Some people say, nah. It's not for me. I've always I've been a baseball fan through and through. Played little league baseball myself, and and it's just I've just enjoyed that late August, just kind of winding down the summer. And of course, when South Dakota's in it, we've seen Canyon Lake and Harney. Man, it it ratches up. I mean, we're we're dialed in. Well, now Sioux Falls has been in it twice. They went a few years ago in 2018, and now they're back there. Sioux Falls winning the state title, winning the regional, and going out of the Little League World Series. And they're making noise. They're in the quarterfinals. This is the first time we've seen that, a team from South Dakota winning and getting into the quarterfinals, which they play that tomorrow. Um, but there's an interesting scenario. So I talked to baseball people here in Rapid City. I know some, I know some of the Little League folks here, and the discussion of, Okay, how's Sioux Falls? They've they've now got their little league program going. They've made it twice. They're they're beating us a little bit in Rapid City. I want to make sure everybody's clear on the scenario, the difference between Sioux Falls Little League and Rapid City Little League teams. Because I was I met a guy for lunch today. He played for Rushmore Little League back in the day. I met him for lunch. I say, he goes, man, you see Sioux Falls Little League. That's cool. And I say, yeah, that, that's great. That's great. I say, there's, there's quite a difference, you know, between Sioux Falls and their structure um, and, and the area that they pull kids from as opposed to Rapid City. And so do you all know this? We have four Little League teams in Rapid City. I mean, Harney, Rushmore, Canyon Lake, Timberline. I mean, you know, you have kids play for it, but some of the some of the casuals fans they're thinking, okay, well, Sioux Falls has the same thing. They just end up, you know, they they just end up saying it's Sioux Falls Little League. No, they have one all-star team pulled from the entire metro area of Sioux Falls and, and surrounding areas. So when you look at it, we break up our little league in neighborhoods of Rapid City. And Sioux Falls Little League right now just got going a few years ago. They say, well, we're new. We don't have as many players. So we're going to use the entire geographic boundary area of the Sioux Falls metro area. Well, that's quite a difference. So moving forward, people have talked about, well, what's Rapid City going to do? Do you try and change things up so we can try and, what do you call it, stack the team so we can get to the Little League World Series? Well, then that's where the discussion goes where. What is the point of Little League Baseball? To have more players, more teams, or to really have a dialed-in effort in All-Stars to make the Little League World Series? And I'm telling you, I've talked to people on both sides of this. Now, they, they don't say, well, we got to make the Little League World Series, but they're getting at, hey, we have four leagues. Some of the leagues have, have the, the number of teams in our leagues here have dwindled. 
So should Rapid City combine some of the leagues and maybe have two teams instead of four? Now, on the backside of that, you're going to have some kids then that don't get that opportunity later in the summer to continue playing Little League Baseball. So we really have to answer the question, what is the point of Little League Baseball, the mission of Little League Baseball? It has turned into a commercialized effort. It's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. I just told you, I, I watched the Little League World Series. I enjoy it. You see the kids, they're having a blast. Our Rapid City kids that went, they had a blast. I've known families that have gone. It's, it's outstanding. But it has turned into a major thing of what's the end goal it is to make the Little League World Series. And it's not just unique to South Dakota. Montana's going through the same thing. I just talked to folks up there last week. It's just a heated battle. you got to get the best of the best on one team because we got to make the Little League World Series because Billings, Montana made it a few years ago as well. They made it a few years ago, and they we got to get back to the Little League World Series. That's the big discussion today. That is the big discussion today. Okay. Uh, listener text, the Little League World Series is awesome. I love it. Those kids love to play the game. I'm with you on it. I really do. I, I love watching it. The backstory is Sioux Falls Little League, much different structure than Rapid City Little League. We have four teams breaking up the talent, so to speak, with their all-stars across four teams. Sioux Falls has one team, huge city limits and beyond, and that's going to be a tough deal moving forward. That will be a tough team moving forward, in my opinion. Will Sioux Falls take this and say, well, now we're going to grow our league, and then maybe they'll break up their city into two teams. Will they? I don't know. That's, I'm asking that question, honestly, today. I'm asking that. Or will it stay, this is the deal? We're going to keep on rolling? We might get back to more Little League World Series. It's really the question of what's the end goal? What's the overall situation of what you want to have in Little League Baseball? Rapid City, we've done really, really well. Some of the numbers have dwindled in some of the leagues. Will there be a change? I've heard people talking about it. Maybe we should change, combine leagues. No more Harney, Rushmore, Candy Lake, Timberline. Maybe combine them into two. Sioux Falls has one. A lot of kids to, to uh, attract into that league as they play in the World Series uh, quarterfinals tomorrow. Coming right back with Dirk Chatlin, Husker, beat writer, Omaha World Herald. How big is the game for the Huskers Saturday? I'm going to tell you, I don't normally say, oh, it's just huge. It's just huge. This one is massive for the Husker football program at Illinois. We'll break it down with Dirk Chatlin next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. High school football action continues this weekend on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Rapid City Stevens Raiders open their season hosting the second-ranked Brandon Valley Lynx Friday at 6. Then the Rapid City Central Cobblers battle the Sioux Falls Lincoln Patriots Saturday at 3. Join Dean Gurr and me, Jerome Wickersham, for all the action beginning Friday with Rapid City Stevens and Brandon Valley and Rapid City Central and Sioux Falls Lincoln on Saturday. Right here on Fox Sports Rapid City and online at foxsportsrapidcity.com. 
day on Hey Culligan, softer equals better. Here's a tweet from Ed Itchy in Idaho. Hey Culligan, my laundry is so scratchy, I just cut myself on a cable knit sweater. Any suggestions? Hashtag send help. Hey, Ed Itchy in Idaho, yes, the Culligan High Efficiency Water Softener will make that thing so soft, it'll go from cable knit to cable knot. Itchy. Hashtag soft laundry. Hashtag already on the way. Have your softener inspected for peak performance for $39. Go to BlackHillsCulligan.com. True taco lovers can't say Tuesday without thinking taco, especially at the home of Taco Tuesday, Taco John's. So this taco, head to Tuesday John's for Taco Tuesday, or maybe it's Tuesday Taco. Either way, there's deals on delicious beef Tuesdays or tacos happening all day. And this Taco Tuesday, celebrate your favorite day of the week at Taco John's with 99-cent beef taco deals. Did you get hit with hail and not sure if you have any damage? Sing Contracting can help. Sing Contracting has openings right now to give you a free estimate on your roof, siding, and gutters. No project is too big or too small. They will do them all. Call Sing Contracting right now at 343-ROOF. That's 343-7663 or visit singcontracting.com. My dad takes good care of me, and he'll take good care of you, too. Call Sing for a free estimate for roofing, siding, and gutters. The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at BHOSC.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show. We're live on Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. The Nate Brown Show here. Thanks for checking in. We're live weekdays 4 to 6. Remember, you can catch the show on your digital platforms there. On Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Watch the show live on your phone, at Nate Brown Show. Follow us there. You've got the show. And also on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show, our channel up and rolling. The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. Welcome into the studio downtown Rapid City. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, man. Saturday, Husker football. I'll tell you, that's great. Huskers at Illinois. It's a big, big game. I don't want to overdo it, but I started the show with it. I'm going to get into the drive at five with it. Let's invite a guy who's covered the team. He knows the program. Uh, maybe he'll tell me, no, nah, it's not that big. Dirk Chatlin, Husker writer, Omaha World Herald. Find him on Twitter at Dirk Chatlin and Omaha.com where you'll find his work. Dirk, always good to get you on. Thanks for the time. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, Tom Osborne used to say something to the effect of, they're all a big game if you lose them. And uh, that's that's the way the season opener feels for Nebraska. It's, it's not that big of a deal if they win, but it's a very big deal if they lose. Yeah, that's interesting, and that's a great way to put it, um, Coach Osborne. Um, yeah, it's always a big <laughs> one if you lose. Um, and I do say this. I, I opened the show with this, Dirk. I said, okay, 
it isn't Michigan. It's not Minnesota, meaning some of those games I think here later, those are 50-50, I think, or at least I hope. As, as a Husker fan, we get a lot of season ticket holders up here. I mean, those are 50-50. Illinois feels like this has to be a Husker win, but is that just uh, too much? Well, I think, first of all, um, there's a very good chance the loser of this game is the worst team in the division. Um Mm. or at least looks like the worst team in the division, you know, after a few weeks. So you don't really want to be in that spot. I, I think the fact that, you know, Illinois has a new coach, uh, they've, they, they've obviously, you know, have a little bit more transition and, and uncertainty than Nebraska does. Uh, Nebraska should be at an advantage. But on the other hand, you know, you, you look at what happened last year when, when Illinois, uh, you know, took it to Nebraska and Lincoln. And it's just a reminder that nothing is a certainty for for the Huskers right now. Uh, they've got they've really got to clean up a lot of things, uh, specifically on offense. And while they should be better there, uh, it's it's just kind of a question mark until they actually make it happen. Defensively, I think they should be fine. You know, it it should be one of the one of the better Nebraska defenses that we've seen in the last ten years. Um, but it's a really difficult road, and if they don't get this one, you know, I saw a stat today where I think Bill Connolly of ESPN uh, ranked Nebraska's schedule as the second hardest in college football. And, you know, this is one of the three or four easiest games on paper. If you don't win this one, uh, it looks like a very difficult season. Yeah, that is right. I mean, I, I, I couldn't say it any better. That's how kind of I kind of started my show. I said, in order to get to that six-win mark, which is the bowl-eligible win mark, which some fans say, well, we need to at least get there, this is the one you have to have. I, I say there's some 50-50 games in here, but I think there's some guaranteed losses in here with where the program's at, too. So this is the big one Saturday. What's the biggest question mark for you on the field? You say defensively? I think pretty good. Say offensively, there's some question marks. So what's the biggest one? Well, I think just to be obvious, and I'm sort of being obvious intentionally here, but you're going to get a pretty good gauge where this team is based on Adrian Martinez's performance level. Because if he's playing well, that probably means that the skill position players are significantly better than they were a year ago when, when they were very weak. Uh, especially a wide receiver. And if, if he's playing well, it means the offensive line is probably pretty solid. I, I think you're going to – he's sort of the bellwether, you know. I mean, even even the, when Nebraska won last year, Adrian Martinez was very up and down. He had four turnovers in the Rutgers game. Uh, he just never really got settled or looked comfortable. And I think uh, if he can play well Saturday, it really – uh, speaks to the potential of Nebraska's offense because, you know, he, he just has never really quite found the magic that he had uh, in the second, you know, second half of his freshman year. And uh, he's kind of running out of time to do it. So uh, this is a really important game for Adrian Martinez. And, uh, and as a byproduct of that, I think it's an important game for, for, uh, for the offensive staff because they have to show that they've made significant improvement with this offense over the last nine months. Dirk Chatlin, Husker writer, Omaha.com, Omaha World Herald. He's here on the Nate Brown Show. One more. How about Illinois? Um, new coach, you said it, Brett Bielema, experienced uh, former Big Ten coach. Um, 
Illinois, I was looking at some of their background stuff this week. They're, they're pretty loose. They're, they're having fun. They're, they seem pretty loose. What do we think Illinois is good at? Well, I think they are probably not a vintage uh, Brett Bielma team in terms of physicality, but I think they're better than than the. Um, I think they're better physically than than maybe what you would expect from Illinois, uh, and and I think the question will be how much can Bielma sort of infuse his identity into this team. Uh, over this past off season, because Bielema, I don't need to remind Nebraska fans, but but one of the most humiliating losses of the Nebraska, uh, really the last twenty years was was at the hands of Brett Bielema. It was in the twenty twelve Big Ten championship game. Nebraska gave up seventy points. Uh, Bielema just basically ran it down Nebraska's throat. And while this is a different a different uh, coaching staff at Nebraska. I'm sure Brett Bielema thinks that he can probably do the same thing. So uh, I think it's going to be a good test for Nebraska physically. It's it's obviously not going to be one of the better offenses that Nebraska faces, but I think from a physicality standpoint, we should get a pretty good gauge where this Nebraska team is. Dirk Chatlin on. He wrote a piece today. It's up there, Omaha.com. Find him on Twitter, at Dirk Chatlin, on Trev Alberts. Husker legend, new AD, your premise was basically, hey, this is a risky endeavor. Trev Alberts steps in as AD. He has a great reputation from his history as a player. Now he steps in. A risky endeavor, you explain. Well, I think all of these guys, whether it's Jim Harbaugh or, um, you know, Scott Frost, or you can go down the line of guys who go back to their alma mater as either a head coach or an athletic director. Uh, and I would even I would even include some assistant coaches into this, but but anytime you go back, you are sort of jeopardizing what you accomplished there and the legacy of those achievements. Trev Alberts has a very very good legacy at Nebraska. I mean, he was a Buckus Award winner. He almost carried Nebraska to the national championship. Uh, I think he's very secure in what he accomplished as a player. And yet, when you go back as an administrator. If it doesn't work out, or if you find yourself in a jam where you have to make a coaching change that's unpopular, uh, I think it just becomes, uh, you know, it, it sort of puts puts your legacy on the line. And I, I, uh, I, I feel for him in that sense, just as I feel for Scott Frost, because I think it is a risk. I think, you know, th- those guys could very easily avoid, uh, you know, going back to Nebraska and just kind of every time they think of Lincoln have have rosy positive thoughts about what they did there as players and yet because they're going back because they sort of feel a calling to try to make it right uh they are they're kind of jeopardizing what they accomplished as as athletes and i think albert's um you know it's it's, it's a little bit different as an administrator than a head coach but he's going to have some very difficult decisions to make if this season doesn't play out very well dirk what's your take on the alliance today big 10 Pac-12, ACC, pretty reactionary to what the SEC was able to do. I don't know if I put a lot of stock in things, scheduling, and, and it's it's basically trying to get a play at, hey, we want to make sure we have a big product here with some pretty big games for TV, I think, but I don't know if it's much. What do you think? Well, I think it's silly because those teams are already playing each other. Uh, there's, they were able to schedule those games independently uh, without a conference alliance. I think 
it, to me, it's it's just sort of a, a desperate attempt to show, you know, continuity uh, and cohesion where where the SEC has branched off and, and sort of embarked on this new world. Uh, it's these other three power conferences basically saying, okay, fine, you can have your – you can have your way. We're going to do it our way without really knowing what that way is going to be. You know, I think it's they're basically arguing for the status quo, um, and I think it's just kind of silly. You know, I think it's the, the the Oregon, Ohio State, you know, Michigan, Clemson, all that stuff looks great on paper, but I'm not sure it serves anybody else that that is part of this scheduling alliance, and I, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense in other sports. So. Uh, to me, it's kind of silly. The, the the bigger issue to me is, you know, will these schools stand together when it comes to, um, you know, sort of the future of college athletics and what it's going to look like from a rules and policies standpoint, you know, from, from a name, image, and likeness standpoint, amateurism. You know, there's going to be a lot of rules uh, that, are, that are up in the air here in the next 10 years. And I think these three conferences – uh, are determined to stand together against the SEC. Uh, I don't know how effective they're going to be, though, because the SEC is going to be making more money than anybody else. Yeah, it's it's something. It was kind of like, hey, we're upset with Greg Sankey and the SEC, so we're going to announce this today. We're, we're all together, uh, kind of. No official agreement, but we're all together. Omaha.com, Husker writer, Dirk Chatlin, good stuff. Find him on Twitter, at Dirk Chatlin, a good follow. The Illinois game on Saturday. Dirk, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Nate, I don't know about you, but I appreciate these uh, Week Zero games. This makes uh, the, the month of August go a little bit faster. Yes, no doubt. Have fun. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Dirk Chatlin, Omaha.com, Husker Rider, Omaha World Herald. I'm with him. I'm like, man, college football really starts Labor Day weekend, but hang on, it's Huskers. It's Huskers Saturday. That's massive. And he told you. Okay, so he told you. I said at the start of the show, just a huge game for, uh, for Nebraska. You lose it, it's going to be swimming through oatmeal to try and get to that six-win mark. This is one of those guaranteed got to have the W. It can't be, uh, we lost it, so we'll try and pick up that W against Michigan. Tough. Try and pick up that W at Michigan State. Eh, Tough. This is, he just said it, third or fourth easiest game. Right? Fordham, Buffalo, Illinois, Purdue. There's your four easy games, so to speak. So you you got to have it Saturday. You just got to have it. I had a Husker fan call in earlier. Nate, we, you don't have to have it. We don't have to have it. You got to have it. Got to have it um, Saturday. Coming right back. Uh, let's see. How is high school football going to look in Rapid City this year? I've been asked that. Hey, how's Stevens? How's Central? We're going to talk to a coach that's facing Stevens on Friday night. We'll have the game Friday night on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Raiders hosting number two Brandon Valley. So let's get the perspective of a new head coach. He's been with the program a long time, but had to take over as head coach because of an unfortunate situation with their previous head coach and the health issues of Chad Garrow. A sad scenario as Chad continues his battle. But Matt Christensen's in. What's this football season going to look like for Brandon Valley, who comes to town Friday? Head coach of the Lynx on the way. This is the Nate Brown Show. 
At Corey's Point S Tire and Auto Service, we have the highest customer service standards in the business. Why? Because your safety is what matters most to us. But don't take our word for it. Listen to what our customers have to say. I never have to wonder if the repairs or services were done correctly. The best. Number one in customer service. Outstanding customer service. And top-notch vehicle service and repairs. For quality auto service you can trust, choose Corey's Point S Tire and Auto Service. There's no stress with Point S. Hi, it's Nate Brown with some big-time news as sports betting launches in Deadwood next month. Fox Sports Rapid City is proud to announce our exclusive partners for every game and every bet is Tin Lizzie and Cadillac Jacks. We want our listeners to get the most out of their sports betting experience. And Tin Lizzie and Cadillac Jacks have now signed a deal to partner with BetMGM. Sports betting is coming to Deadwood, and the official sports betting partners of Fox Sports Rapid City are Tin Lizzie, Cadillac Jacks, and now BetMGM. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. Hey, renters in the Black Hills. I'm State Farm Agent Scott Carlson, and I'm ready to surprise you in a good way with surprisingly great rates on auto and renter's insurance. That's right. Me and my team can help you protect your car and your stuff for less than you might think. Get a quote and see how much you can save. You might be surprised. Call me, State Farm Agent Scott Carlson, for your surprisingly great auto and renter's rate today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. The Nate Brown Show is South Dakota Sports Talk Show. From the high school sports newsmakers to the biggest national names, we try and work the deal and get you covered across the board each weekday afternoon, live 4 to 6. Remember, the podcast is up. If you missed the show live, you can look at the podcast, take a listen where you get your podcast, download it. The Nate Brown Show podcast is out there, uploaded each night after the live show. We've had some great high school football previews. Let's get another one. Yes, we went out East River. We've been a lot of West River. Got to get you covered with the game we're going to have Friday. We're going to have live play-by-play. Jerome Wickersham, Dean Gurr in Friday for Rapid City Stevens. Brandon Valley. Brandon Valley ranked number two in Class 11 AAA. Their head football coach is Matt Christensen, and he joins us live on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Coach, good to talk to you. How are you? 
I'm so good, Nate. Thanks so much for the time and uh, the coverage of Lynx football. Well, I appreciate your time. So I, I want to ask you about this. You've been a part of the program a long time out there um, as the defensive coordinator and, and doing a lot of good things. Um, your head coach was Chad Garrow. I've had him on a lot. And tough news, we, we know, um, last November and his health challenges. And so he can't be the head coach anymore. Just give me your perspective. Your team the players, your coaching staff, of how you guys are dealing with that a tough situation. Right. Uh, yeah, so I've coached with Chad Garrow since 2003. and he, He's, uh, for the last couple of decades, he's made a, a winning culture here and just a phenomenal football mind and uh, the ultimate competitor. Uh, doesn't leave any stone unturned to help the boys succeed and, you know, give them the best experience um, he, he can possibly give them. And I'm the interim for a year, and you know, thoughts and prayers, you know, for miracles to happen here. And you know, the best case scenario comes on back and coaches next fall. That that'd be incredible. But uh, he's facing a lot of tough challenges, and the kids understand that. Everybody understands that. But uh, you know, we love him and we care about him, and we're going to play for him. And uh, you know, he wouldn't want us slacking. So there's just no way that's going to happen. You know, sometimes people say in life, they say, okay, well, sports is sports. You know, and I, people tell me that sports is just sports. And, you know, it's not that big a deal. I say, then you have relationships and you have teams and you have um, great emotion. And then you have something like this happen. I got to say, this year, I would think you guys have a little bit more emotion, a little bit more with this team. Is that wrong? No, you're totally accurate there. Um, you know, he's a guy that does everything for everyone else. Uh, he learned that through his, you know, upbringing and his his playing career at University of Sioux Falls, where his father-in-law Bob Young was his coach, and then he, you know, he he married into a football family, and he was, he, you know, football is family for them and for the Garros, and uh, you know, his his kids understand it that it's it's it happens to be football, but we're in in the business of changing lives and. You know, building building young men into more than they would have been without you know something to belong to and really care about. You know, so yeah. you, like you said, it's just just sports. It's definitely not just sports at Brandon Valley. Yeah, and I believe that, and I think this year is uh, yeah, going to be a pretty emotional year for these players and you guys. So I ask, then you have to play football. How do you feel this football team looks? A lot of people around the state, Matt, say you got a good bunch here. We really do. We got a ton of talent. We got some experienced quarterbacks, uh, you know, some real talent. We we got after Yankton in the JV game last night uh, with a real nice uh, margin. Our, our boys played real hard. We got four returning starting offensive linemen, uh, a lot of size, a lot of strength. We got uh, tight ends like Nate Andreessen and Peyton Carroll, who are just tall, big targets. Uh, running backs are uh, Jordan Johnson, uh, Draven Hodge, Peyton Egan, and uh, Delvon uh, Spears Witte. They can all just, you know, truck the football down the field. Uh, we got a lot of defensive coming back. Uh, you know, um, some we lost some real game changers, but man, we've got talent with Kyler Brees as a safety and Ryan Dahl as a linebacker, and Sabrin Bortnum's really come on as a cover linebacker. And uh, we're really fortunate to have the winning culture we get, where all the kids lift, everybody commits. Uh, we hope for multi-sport guys, of course, but when they're not in it, we want them powerlifting and. Uh, they do it because they, they know it's worth it, and they know it pays off. How did the Brandon Valley football program get the numbers? How are your numbers now, and, and how did this program kind of develop? You said you've been there for you know 18 years. How did it develop? Right. Well, uh, it just, you know, one, one of the best things we've done is, you know, go one way. 
and that just gives kids more of a, a door that's open that they can kick open uh, when when they when they play one way. Uh, very few guys will go both ways. Well, Christian Jefferson played D end and tight end. Well, Noah Thompson played corner and wide receiver, but not full time both. Uh, that's that's been huge, and just just showing how much we care and compete, and really giving the kids a good experience. Our boosters are phenomenal, so our kids are well fed, they're well taken care of, they're well dressed. Uh, they get to take, you know, um, we do a lot of fun, you know, team building exercises that that they look forward to, you know, that, that they want to be a part of, and then they'll talk to their friends. You know, we got Mason Manis playing football for the first time in a long time. He's a basketball player, and he's going to help us. You know, he's athletic, so. It's just a culture that you you really want them to want to belong to and 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 fit in and be a part of you know something that's bigger than than themselves, and then they'll just be a better better people you know as they go forward in life and, and all their endeavors. I'll tell you, you got something uh, going in Brandon Valley. I think uh, number two ranked team in AAA at least in the preseason here. So I don't know how much that means, but it says you got some guys coming back. And you said the same thing. Brandon Valley head football coach Matt Christensen on tonight. So you come to Rapid City Friday. Stevens has had their challenges recently. They have some athletes. I will tell you that. What do you think about the matchup Friday? Yeah, uh, they're, they're a concerning team. They're well, well coached. They're intelligent with how they test you with their formations and their personnel. Uh, you know, they get after it on defense. They're you know not passive. They're aggressive. They're coming at you, and we're making sure our offensive linemen are you know aware and eyes up and alert and things. And um, we we got to bring it. You know, the long trip is definitely never an excuse. We got to we have to bring it to play really well and use a lot of our guys because we we're not able to bring a couple buses but we'll we'll pack the one we do get and uh it does take everybody you know special teams got to be sharp from the get-go and you know um, first game of the season we anticipate stevens to be really hungry and uh really motivated you know looking to prove you know prove their their value to each other and to, to their opponents so yeah we're definitely concerned about them uh, a lot of talent with some some experience we definitely know we didn't get to play last year unfortunately uh that that would have been uh you know of course beneficial to kind of know each other but uh, it's been a couple years since we've tangled i uh i want to ask you you got some depth i think how key is that meaning well Well, i don't have to have this guy going both ways that feels like the difference between a great team and an average team without doubt it's it's unquestionably huge Uh, we have 40 freshmen playing right now uh we're pushing uh we got 25 seniors we've got a smaller junior class but we've got you know 35 sophomores all of whom are you know, excited to contribute and want to, you know, take, carve out a role for themselves. Depth, depth is huge. When you have a couple of tailbacks who can carry the load, when you got, uh, you know, personnel packages on defense. You know, you don't want to have too many DBs when the short yardage situations come up, but you got to have enough defensive linemen developed and knowledgeable about what to do. And you just want to be able to be flexible with your roster. No doubt. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big key when you talk about high school football um, depth. Hey, maybe I, this offensive lineman doesn't have to play defensive line. That's a massive deal. Maybe not in the first quarter, by about the third quarter, uh, and by about the fifth game of a season, um, it wears. And that's kind of where Rapid City's been. The depth's been down. We'll see how it turns out Friday. Brandon Valley coming in under head coach Matt Christensen, interim head coach right now, stepping in for Chad Garrow. Matt Christensen, you still calling defense too? Is that the deal? Yes, I will do that. I'll coach the linebackers as well. Um, we kind of kept our staff intact. Uh, we we kind of pr- promoted from within and just 
you know, it, without a lot that was broken or, you know, needed fixing, we tried to, you know, keep the model that Chad Garrow would, would want us to do. And uh, I've been calling plays since 05. I was a pretty young guy at the time when Coach Garrow said, hey, yeah, you, you care a lot. You're going to call them, you know. And I, I remember kind of looking around like, wait a second, because he had been a, a D coordinator at USF himself. So, uh, But he, he's been teaching me ever since, and I've been to every coaching clinic that he could ever drag me around to, to Kansas City and Minneapolis. Um, I'm going to call the defense, but uh, Mike Zer is the offensive play caller now, and he, he's always been the coordinator, but Coach Garrett did a lot of the play calling. He's a just a mastermind of formations and uh, motions and personnel groups and you know ways to get angles and numbers on a on a defense i'll tell you it's uh it's an emotional year for you i wish you guys the best of luck uh, brandon valley's head coach is matt christensen and they're coming to town friday uh, against rapid city stevens coach it's good to talk to you thanks a lot Thanks very much, Nate. Really appreciate it. All right, Matt Christensen, that's the interim head football coach at Brandon Valley now. Chad Garrow in a tough situation with his health. Uh, wish him the best, no doubt. We've had him on the show a lot. Good guy. Good guy. Wish him the best. Tough scenario um, in his life last November. So Matt Christensen stepping in. Brandon Valley sounds good. We'll see him up close on Friday. Rapid City Stevens with some good skill guys now, too, now. So we'll see how this goes. Friday night, live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Rapid City Stevens hosting Brandon Valley. We're coming back with who's hot and who's not on the Nate Brown Show. we got to do this before we roll on a Tuesday. Okay? There's some inside information from a former college football coach that said he thinks these schools are going to go to the Pac-12. And these schools are going to go to the Big Ten. He said he heard this at Fox TV meetings. This is Fox TV meetings. Former college coach who's now an analyst said, these teams are going to the Pac-12. These teams are going to the Big Ten. In my who's hot category, we'll throw it out there. And the Atlanta Falcons in my who's not. Find out why next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Hello, this is Robbie at Bargain Barn Tire Pros. At Bargain Barn Tire Pros, we are what we like to call your one-stop vehicle shop. Some of you don't realize that we're more than just a tire shop. We are a full-service center. We do brakes, shocks, alignments, and we also do exhaust. So if your vehicle is loud or making a squeak, call the pros at Tire Pros. 1610 Campbell Street, 1811 Deadwood Avenue, or look us up on the web at BarganBarnTire.com. Here at Pizza Ranch, we appreciate innovations in food delivery, like how the ancient Italians used to slingshot hot meals to hungry Romans on the go. And while we appreciate the creativity, it turned out to be, well, a little messy. So, we found a better way to bring you our legendary pizza, the country's best chicken, and our one-of-a-kind cactus bread. Just place your order online, on the phone, or on our app, and then pick it up or have it delivered right to your door. All nicely packaged in clean, sturdy, non-flying boxes. No catching necessary. Pizza Ranch. Mmm-mmm. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right.
right, let's roll. Let's roll on a Tuesday. It's been a fun show. Thanks for being a part of it. Check it in when you can, listening live or the podcast. You can download it, listen on demand when you have time. The Nate Brown Show podcast will be up tonight. Very soon. We're live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Who's hot and who's not? Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Our friends at the Pizza Ranch have the best buffet in town. You know that. Do you know it's open daily 11 to 8? Do you know Wednesday is kids' night? Tomorrow, hit it. One child, 12 and under, eats free. For every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet, Wednesdays. Who's hot? I guess I'll throw this one out. I don't know if you want to take, you know, book it, but Dave Wonstadt, Former Pitt football coach, former Dolphins, right? Dave Wonstadt's now a Fox Sports analyst. And he was in Fox TV meetings this past week in Chicago. Okay? He went on radio this morning. Dave Wonstadt said he heard the following about Big 12 teams moving forward. At the Fox TV meetings, here's who's going to the Pac-12. According to Dave Wonstadt, Kansas State and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, Kansas State to the Pac-12. Who's going to go to the Big Ten? Kansas, the Jayhawks, and Iowa State to the Big Ten. I was wondering, is Iowa going to let Iowa State into the Big Ten? He said KU and Iowa State to the Big Ten. And last, West Virginia out there in the east, West Virginia to the ACC. That's Dave Wonstadt. Take it for what it's worth. He was at the Fox TV meetings. That's what he heard. Well, I heard I had a great dinner served up tonight, but I got to go by myself. My, <laughs> I got to go by my own. Uh, who's hot? Who's not? Here it is. Who's not? Here it is. This just came out. A former Atlanta Falcons player, Robert Alford. He was on the Falcons team that was up 28-3 to to the Patriots. You know that Super Bowl. They were up 28-3. to They lost it in the second half. Robert Alford said today that the Falcons were already celebrating basically their win. They were up 21-3 to at the half, and he said they were dancing and hooraying in the locker room at half. And then we know what happened. The Falcons already thought they won it against the Patriots. They were up 21-3. to They're already celebrating the title at half. And now we know why. One of the worst collapses. It's not over till it's over, kids. It's not over till it's over. Let that be a lesson. Coming back tomorrow on the Nate Brown Show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back at four right here. And we'll take you to the odd couple right now.